What's up, beer drinkers? Have we got a strong show for you this week? See what I did there? Yes, I went to Strong Beer Fest in Arizona this past weekend, and I had a great time. I had a really good time. It was fun to get out and uh, see all the beer people and drink all the beer, and the sights and sounds were fabulous. So I will get to my recap, review, and uh critique of strong beer fest and uh, at the end of the show but before that of course you know we drink and review our beers we drank some delicious beers this week i had a really good one and so did sorcerer chromatic then we talk about the beer news our list story uh came to us was inspired by a suggestion from eddie gomez from the hoppy craftsman if you haven't checked out uh his latest show or his second latest show second to the latest show <laughs> yours truly is on there he had me over and we uh, drank beer and talked about beer so that was uh that was really fun go check it out because i know you want to hear more of me and then uh at the end of the show of course like i said we talk about i talk about strong beer fest as well sorcerer chromatic uh listens and chimes in every once in a while but mostly he probably just was scrolling through his phone thinking is this fucker ever gonna shut up all right before we get to the show don't forget to follow us on Untapped and Instagram, Cold Brew Podcast. Friend us and we'll friend you back. And also email us at coldbrewpodcast at gmail.com. So without further ado, it's time for another Cold Brew. Coming at your pre-recorder from Cold Brew Studios, I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? Oh, dude, I'm just fighting the fight like Juwan House. <laughs> dude, I haven't seen the video, I saw the headline, I'm like, what the fuck, Juwan Howard throwing blows? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird, if anything, I felt bad because it was more like a, a resting open head slap. Like, so you kind of bitched out this dude. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe so you had guy, to come. Some guy fell, some guy fell, and then the, the, some of the players got into it. So that's where I felt bad. That's where it went. That's where it went too wrong. But, yeah. like, hey, if, if you're going to get Jawan Howard's face, and even if Jawan was come, he called the guy out because basically it was a runaway game, and uh, the guy was still doing full court press and then even calling timeout to, like, get, get play set when they had a comfortable lead. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, I, I get it. I didn't watch the game. I, I just saw the headline. I didn't even read the story or seen the video, but I do want to watch it because I was like, wow, Jawan Howard, I didn't know he could be provoked like that. He wasn't known as an enforcer in the league as far as I know. Yeah. And the thing is, too, it was uh, the, the, other, the head coach of the uh, other team was a regular guy, so he's like, oh, he at least had a foot on him easy, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but it was an, an assistant that came over, and that guy was pretty tall, too, so that guy was probably a former player. So, oh, yeah, gotcha. the one just, yeah, I mean, but like it wasn't like they were face to face. There was people between them, and Jawan so first. Oh, if you get you the know. long reach, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's like, you know, if Jawan wants to hit you, you're gonna get hit. You know? Right, that's right. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, let's get into the beer, shall we? Because I got some strong beer stuff to talk about at the end of the uh, or at in during our drunkish shenanigans. Nice. All right, so today today I have in front of me 
from our good friends at Throne Brewing in Glendale, Arizona. They also have a tap room in Peoria. And that's where I got this from, from my friend Allie. Um, she gave this to me, so I feel like maybe I should uh, maybe I should have it on the show because she gave me this beer. I, ho- I hope she doesn't get in trouble for it. But anyway, uh, it's called Trick of the Light. I like the name. Really good. And it's very uh, 80s themed, the, the can art. You'll, you'll see that. I'm... I'm I'm coming out of my funk like, and I'm starting to get an Insta- Instagram again. What? Is that like a prostitute during the day? <laughs> no, that's trick in the light. A little oh, bit okay. different. <laughs> trick of the light. Uh, let's see. It's a New England style hazy IPA. It comes in at 7.7% alcohol by volume. And it is hopped with Lotus, Eldorado, and Mosaic hops. So without further ado, pop off. What do you got? So I got from our good friends at Guinness. Yeah. I got there from their open gate brewery in Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore. Baltimore. You got the accent already. Baltimore. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, From the open gate brewery, Baltimore, Maryland. I got the Guinness chocolate mint stout. Okay. In Kentucky bourbon barrel. Nice. Uh, 12.8% ABV, 11.2% Um, Not much on the website about it. Uh, on the label, it says, This winter treat has brewed, or this winter treat was, was brewed with mint, Asian bourbon barrels, and finished with cacao, a brew of minty, malty sweetness with oak. With a uh, oak and uh, cocoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is, is, did you buy this when you were on your little mint kick? No, I just got it recently for the <laughs> okay. show. Cause, cause, yeah, well, I mean, it is a, a kind of a what's it called? It manifested from uh, us talking about mint beer. Oh, okay. So yeah, so I was kind of conscious of it when I <laughs> when I thought. Okay. So uh, according to the. Well, it's not on the website. Okay. But according to uh, Untapped, it says cocoa powder and fresh mint were added and blended to the beer after fermentation, unfiltered to keep as much of the sweet natural flavor as possible. Starts with a rich dark chocolate, moving to a roasty bitterness, and ending with a sh- sharp mint tingle. Delicious and luxurious. All right. So, without any further ado, cap off. Very nice. So I have Trick of the Light by Throne Brewing. And this one's really good. This one is, it's got the stone fruit, which you know I love. I talk about it all the time. It's got a little citrus. And it's got a little something you other. <laughs> it's got a little something else that I can't quite put my. <laughs> no, I was actually, I was thinking of the. Uh, um, Papa was a rolling stone. (laughs) Does he mean that his dad was like Mick Jagger or Keith Richards or something? Yes, exactly. Hmm. Gotcha. Good. Good for them. (laughs) Charlie Watts. Ron Wood. Um, This one's really good. I I, I love this one. I've had it before. You know, truth be told, I have had it before, but it's been a while since I've had it. And I purposely held back on having this one until I got to... um, 
to the show because last week when I, when I was talking about going to Lake Pleasant on the way back I uh, actually stopped by Throne and that's when I met up with Allie and that's when she gave me this and I had another one of their their New England style IPAs and I didn't care for it I think it was the Idaho 7 hops there's something about Idaho 7 hops that just doesn't it's not it's not bad it's just for me it just it's kind of awkward for, for my palate and so then she laid this on me and and i've had this one before um the last time but they didn't have it on tap but they had it in can so i grabbed it really good awesome um new england style ipa i really like this one i think i'm probably gonna rate it pretty high above i think four or over i believe anyway uh how's yours uh your guinness open gate kentucky with mint it's interesting because of the, the mint. I taste the mint and the, and the barrelness. It, it kind of has like a little mint and julep effect going on. However, oh. it still got some uh, some stout going. I, I'm, yeah. I'm digging it. I didn't think I'm of that. It. It, yeah. It's working. Yeah. So when, when you said uh, the Kentucky bourbon bell, it, because it's a stout, I was figuring the the natural chocolatiness of the, of the roasted malt uh, paired with the mint. That's what I was thinking. And it didn't even occur to me that it was a Kentucky bourbon barrel age in the mint and the whole, uh, what, what do I want to say? The, uh, the Churchill Downs aspect of it, the mint julep aspect of it. Awesome. All right. So we will rate these later on our untapped portion of the show. Just search cold brew podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. But right now it's time for the beer news. Our friends up in San Francisco, Magnolia Brewing is uh, closing its dog patch location later this month. You've been there once before, right? Yeah. Yeah, there. Magnolia. I don't know if I've been to the dog patch area one. Uh, I know I've been to Magnolia. I didn't think it was in dog patch because that's that's south of of uh, Oracle, right? Mm-hmm. Next to like Triple Jason Voodoo area. and close yeah. to Speakeasy. Right. 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 Yeah, the the Magnolia. I went to. I thought it was over off uh, by Hey Ashbury District. Yeah, that's the original one. They're 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 still keeping okay. that one. They're they're closing the dog patch one, but the that one's still open. And they're owned by New Belgium now. I had no idea. That's really? according to this article. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Even the 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 sub headline said the Hate Ashbury Brewery, now owned by New Belgium, will exit the dog patch on February twentieth. So that's a little half story for those of you out. In the Bay Area, um, Magnolia is uh, scaling back. Well, New New Belgium is scaling back their man, and New Belgium is owned by Lion, right? The conglomerate out of Japan. Uh, yeah. Isn't like, is it Singha or Kieran a part of it? Uh, Kieran, no, Kieran, I think is, is I think it's Sapporo. Oh, okay. Lion owns Sapporo. Kieran, I think, is its own. It's got its own holdings and. They own a bunch of stuff, uh, but it's mostly like Asian. And I think they own, is it Four Roses uh, t- uh, whiskey? It's Four Roses bourbon, what about it? Yeah, yeah, that they, they own that. Kieran, oh, really? Kieran does, not Lion, Kieran does. I did not know that. Yeah. I, Four I, Roses recognize whiskey, too. Yeah, I learned that this weekend. But uh, let me see, let me get back to this... Um, Oh, shoot, my, my story disappeared. Here it is. 
San Diego-based Modern Times Brewery closes Oakland Tap Room after two years. Now, not just the Oakland Tap Room, but also the Santa Barbara, Los Angeles, and Portland Tap Rooms. Uh, the remaining tap rooms in San Diego and Orange Counties uh, in Point Loma, North Park, Encinitas, and Anaheim will still be open. Uh, the move comes a little over a month after former New Belgium Brewery v Brewing VP Jennifer Briggs took over as CEO of Modern Times following the May 2021 departure of founder Jacob McKean amid allegations of sexual harassment and a toxic work environment for women. Uh, let's see, here's a quote. As new leadership has stepped up and taken helm over the last few weeks, it became clear that the financial state of the company that we are now tasked with directing is not just unstable, but an immediate and unavoidable peril, the company says. As a result of this, we are forced to make some incredibly hard choices, which, while necessary for the health and continued success of our company, will result in many of our talented, hardworking staff losing their jobs. I'm guessing they're talking about like the beer tenders and the and the local staff i don't know if they had food at their places um but i their beer is still being produced down in san diego and they distribute up and down the west coast you know of course uh california and out here in arizona up there in oregon and i'm assuming like washington and and probably starting to make their way out through the rockies i don't know if they got past the rockies yet but they are a big facility down in San Diego. Have you heard anything uh, in the Bay Area about the closure of Modern Times? The 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 Oakland no, Tap no. Room, anyway. No, not really. I mm -hmm. mean, uh, what did you call you know beer enthusiasts in the Bay Area? Like heard about it, but it's still kind of recent. I haven't talked to anyone, or, or to be honest, I've never been to that one. So uh, okay, it, it's hard for me to to kind of. Uh, feel anything i i mean i, I do like modern times uh, especially their their special releases and seasonal stuff uh you know they got a good solid core lineup but just their specialty uh uh recipes that that hit that aren't always available are the ones that that intrigue me more oh, okay I, I i liked some of their regular ipas that they always put out and um i know they do a lot of uh they, they, they do a lot of fun stuff, a lot of experimenting. I've, I think I've seen like a grisette by them and saisons and stuff like that. And to be honest, I'm, I'm starting to get into the saisons now. So I think oh, my, I <laughs> my, my beer palate is starting to evolve a little bit. So I have some really good uh, saisons at the Strong Beer Fest. So um, anyway, yeah, so uh, modern times, it sucks for the, the, like the, like I said, the local workers. Um, hopefully they can regroup. And they come out and start re-expanding soon. Not that they'll rehire those beer tent. Not that they furloughed them. They actually had to let them go. So that sucks. But um, right. yeah, much luck to uh, Modern Times out of San Diego. All right. So do you know what time it is? I think I do. Time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. As we As proceed. We proceed. Let me ask you this. Hmm. Do you have a favorite spin-off show? Ooh, a favorite spin-off show. Um, right now, currently, uh, I would say the Book of Boba Fett. Is it is it a bit of is it, or is it a spin-off show? Would you consider a spin-off show or would you consider just something they already uh Dave and John already had 
in their minds while they were making the Mandalorian? Or did they see the the pop they got when Boba Fett showed up and they decided to do a spin-off? It's hard to say. What, what I would, uh, I don't know. I don't want to be like taking a new trend or trying to be all like edgy with it. I, yeah. I, I consider it kind of just a, a world building show. Okay, yeah, I, I know what you. you I know, know what you mean. Whole, yeah, the whole Star Wars world, about, like what's going on. So it's kind of like uh, this type of piece because, uh, you know, that, that Obi Wan show is coming, and, and although that's that time wise, that's before uh, before Boba Fett, before the Mandalorian, yeah. it's still uh, in a lot of reasons the same vicinity. You know, yeah, <laughs> <And a lot laughs> right. Parts of the same vicinity, so it just kind of. Uh, building that and uh you know listen to blogs and and, and much youtube videos and stuff like that and mm-hmm. people are, are kind of saying that uh they might be doing like a marvel approach where you, you gotta kind of watch all the shows to, to get what show you're watching you know yeah so no, I get they it. are whatever they are they're they're deeply uh, entrenched with each other so oh yeah and the, it, like yeah i think i liked it the the world building um, shows I I like that and they're gonna throw Obi-Wan in there now that's gonna happen like way before the the Boba Correct. and the Mandalorian right Correct Yeah in the timeline anyway but I mean there's gonna be the Ahsoka show and, and that could that could just very well be weaved in there too Right Yeah so, I don't know what, what timeline the Ahsoka show is gonna be though Oh yeah so Is it like is Ahsoka before and like so, With Anakin? You know well well, versus Anakin, right? Because mm-hmm. well, that's the thing too. Uh, I saw a trailer for Obi Wan, and they show a lot of stuff that happened, uh, like in those Clone uh, Wars stuff and in the Rebel stuff. So it's interesting, right? Uh, n- namely, the, uh, the another showdown with Darth Maul. But we'll get to that later, right? The so point is this yeah. week's list. Yeah, this week's list is actually about. The worst spin-off shows. <laughs> the worst spin-off shows. So we're not yeah. talking about like Frasier or uh, Mod or Laverne and Shirley might be considered the best spin-off ever, right? Nah. Not if you ask Frasier. Yeah, Frasier, Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, those are really, <laughs> the, the really, t- t- really two good fucking spin-off shows, yeah. And, and, is The Simpsons considered a spin-off show? Uh, well, yeah, no, because they were. It was, a, it was a segment. It was a segment. Yeah. Boosted, I guess. Right. A boosted segment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, the, are we doing like the top ten, top fifteen? What's the list at? You tell me. Let's do fifteen, just because I said it last. Alright. Yeah, go from fifteen to so, one. Fifteen first. Some of these I heard of. Some of them I never did. Okay. Well, they're bad, so uh, hopefully, like they only lasted like two, uh, two episodes, and they were gone. All right, number <laughs> fifteen is RuPaul's Drag Race Untucked. Oh, <laughs> I you know I, I'm not a regular viewer of RuPaul's, but I you know I I can't say I haven't seen you know segments of it. Um. What do I say? I, I guess this spinoff though is like the behind the scenes of the show. Oh, okay. You know? All the the, the so fighting like and the stuff behind there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, 
then again, too, I, I don't know how, like, you know, every show is kind of like, uh, I guess, they they have some sort of payoff at the end right, with the with the dragon, but I didn't know what behind the scenes or, or how they get to the payoff. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, isn't it? Isn't it? I always thought it was like kind of like uh, America's next next top model, but you know, for drag queens. Yeah. That, that's what I. That's what my assumption would be too. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how how much more behind the scenes they get to before the the show and the judging and all that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could see all the infighting and the, you know, the drama and the the makeups and you know all that stuff uh, behind the scenes might be interesting to people who regularly regularly view the show. Right. All right. What's next? Number fourteen. Uh huh. Baywatch next. <laughs> I remember that show. I never. Did you ever watch Baywatch? Nah. Not even like I to rub one out every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you never seen a I whole episode? No I, I, no, I mean, I, I know, like, it seemed like over the top for what Lifebirds were doing. So it kind of just never got me. <laughs> right. But, I mean, yeah, like, you know, what's her name? Uh, of course, uh, Anderson and Jasmine Bleed, uh, great eye candy. Just, uh, oh, yeah. They weren't always running right into slow motion, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's that other one? Nicole Nicole Edrin? The blondie. She was uh, uh she was a teen on on Chachi in Charge or Charles in Charge. <laughs> Chachi in Charge. I know Donna Bierko. Oh yeah, Don, I remember, yeah, I remember her. You know, I, I yeah, we, I like in of course uh what's his name? Hasselhoff and I don't know any of the other guys on there. I just remember Hasselhoff was on there. I never watched like a whole episode, but I did tune in because I just wanted to see, you know, some hot chicks every once in a while. I never w- rubbed one out to to, to Baywatch still Not that that matters But you know what I used to watch all the time What was that one parody show that they did with uh, Tim Stack Oh Son of the Beach Son of the Beach I did watch every fucking episode of that man That was great That was a funny show <laughs> That was good <laughs> Is that considered it's a spin off or no? I know right <laughs> Not Oh okay Alright what's next Here's one the Tortellis. Oh, they had a Tortellis? Apparently, it was in uh, 98. Okay. Like, I can't even read. It was in 87. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 87. So, that, did they have Dan Hedaya and Rhea Perlman? I, they say Rhea Perlman, but yeah, Dan Hedaya was in it. Okay. All right. And wow. Mandy. Mandy. Inber or Inber? I guess that's one of the daughters. All right. I guess it's more about Nick and the kids. Oh, okay. Nick and the kids. I mean, Carla did everything. Like Nick was barely around. Hey, do you remember uh, Leah Ramini played uh, a daughter for for like a couple episodes? Oh yeah yeah yeah. I remember that, but no, I like they have a picture. Yeah. Um, Oh, you know who they have is uh, uh, what's the 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 blonde bimbo that Nick was hooking up with? Oh yeah, Casey Kasem's ex. Yeah, or yeah, widow or something. Like that. Yeah, he's in the picture. Okay, I forgot her name. Uh, in the in the Cheers world, was it Loretta? Yeah, that's it, Loretta. Because yeah, Nick used to call her Loretta, not Loretta, but Loretta. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's next? 
Here's one. Number 12 is The Golden Palace. What? What's that from? Yeah, it's uh, The Golden Girl. Oh, they had, wow, a spinoff. Huh? I, I knew Empty Nest was a spinoff from The Golden Girls. I didn't know they had a Golden Palace. Oh. Who was in that? Okay, so Blanche, Rose, and Sophia arrive at the newly purchased hotel and discover it's the really understaff. Huh. And, you know, it, this back in uh, 92, and you know how it's credited in this is uh, Don Cheeto and Cheech Marin. <laughs> John Don Cheeto was probably the manager and Teach Marin was the janitor. Right. That, that's my guess. <laughs> or the maintenance guy. Maybe not janitor, maybe the maintenance guy. <laughs> I would watch that. Are you kidding me? I would watch that. Oh, it must have been written poorly. It must have been like one of those uh sitcom hacks uh writers. Right. Alright, what's next? It was like uh Oh yeah. What's it called? The a, a mid season sub in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never took off. Number right. 11? Enid. Oh, from uh, Dukes of Hazard? Yeah. Wow, Enid. <laughs> what a terrible name. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't remember yeah, that at all. a small town deputy that moves to uh, Los Angeles. Oh, terrible. Terrible idea already. Yeah. I thought it was funny. <laughs> he's on the list. Yep. What's next? Uh, number 10 is Aftermath. <laughs> I, I I vaguely remember the name Aftermath, but Mash is such a big hit. The fact that they try to reprise it is just, it's bad. It's just bad uh, thinking, bad uh, reasoning. Yeah. But it's a uh, hotter. Uh, I can't say this one. Is it Mokahe? Okay, I, I I don't know all the uh, the characters. I only know a few of them. Yeah, yeah. Potter, the one starts with an M, uh, and uh, Klingler reunite after the Korean War <laughs> on staff at a Missouri hospital. Oh, okay. I remember Klinger, Klinger, yeah. and and I remember that. I remember Hulahan and I think Ray wasn't Potter Radar. Oh, is he? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure on that. But of course, if it doesn't have a, what do you call it? Hawkeye or Pierce, I forget. Okay, what's next? Number nine, Love Boat, The Next Wave. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I think that boat ran its course and they did have to bring it back. I never watched Love Boat or even The Next Wave. So, But I, you know, we know of it because we're old enough to know. Um, what it's about it was basically week to week what celebrities are going to be on the boat right. not not in the love boat world but for us like you know what what guest stars they're going to have yes alright what's next number 8 the roper oh shit yeah I, I, I vaguely remember seeing that yeah with the Norman Fell and I forgot the the actress's name who played Mrs. Roper. Audrey Dindley. Oh, okay. All right. And you know, you know, I got a credit in this is that uh, Jeffrey Tambor. <laughs> okay, right on, man. I wonder if he's like their son or something. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, or maybe just a, a friend. You know, the the friend that always comes over. Yeah. 
What else? So, uh, number seven was the Brady's. The Brady's? I, I don't remember that. I guess that's a little uh, bit before my time. Who was in that? Lawrence Henderson, Robert mm-hmm. Reed, Leah Aries, Eve Plum, Susan Olsen. It's uh, the older Brady's dealing with the problems of the 90s. Oh, wow. That's so weird. Yeah. I remember the, like the movie, well, not the movie like, without the uh, the main cast, but I remember like they they had a couple specials. Yeah, the very Brady Christmas. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember that one. Uh, number six. Yeah. That eighties show. Dude, that was horrible. I remember that show. I was so jazzed up because I really liked that seventy show, and I remember that came out, and all they did was pandered to the 80s the thing that made the 70s shows great was they included 70s stuff but it was more about like the people and the relationships and you know the son it can't please his father that whole dynamic the the dummy friend the rebel you know they had like uh, really classic characters but it was still based on like real emotions the 80s show was just a bunch of friends and like you know, you had like it was just all stereotypes. Like they they they, yeah. they thought that's oh, what was gonna look work. Look at my Walkman. <laughs> what? Oh, look at my Walkman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they did stuff like that. It was just it was that's why that's what made it garbage. They did not try to do a seventy shows, uh, um, seventy shows style like relationships in the eighties. All they did was try to like try to capture some type of pop culture in the in the 80s and that's why that show failed i remember that show immensely because i really was looking forward to it and i was very disappointed i think it lasted like three or four episodes and that was it anybody famous or like went on to do something famous after that did they list any of the actors um no okay glenn houghton and tinsley grimes Wait, isn't Glenn Helm the, uh, It's Always Sunny? Mm. Oh. It is, is, huh? Is that him? H-O-W-E-R-T-O-N? Hold on. It's always... Yeah, Glenn Howerton. Okay. Yeah, he's Dennis. (laughs) I, I, I thought I recognized that name. All right, so yeah, he went out to some bigger and great. Oh man, it's always sunny. So fucking great, man. I hope they don't like do a spin-off. It's always sunny in Brooklyn or it's always sunny in Denver or some bullshit like that. And you know they can't do it's always sunny in Seattle. Thank you. All right, continue. Number five, the Brady Bunch Hour. <laughs> Is that what they do? Like a review? Yeah, it's like a variety show, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is that, back in the 70s, yeah. Didn't they, isn't that the one that the the Simpsons made fun of in one of their Treehouse of Horror specials? You know, I know they did it. I just thought they were just doing variety shows. I didn't I didn't correlate it to the Brady Bunch one. Uh, okay. I'm not, I wasn't familiar with it. Because I, I thought, I, and that's why they replaced uh, Lisa with uh, someone better looking. And I think Family Guy did it too. So I don't know if they're making fun of the Brady Bunch one, but they were, both of those episodes reminded me of that. Right. All right, what's next? All right. What, what number, number are we four? on? Number four, okay. Three is a crap. I remember that one. 
it was it was just bad it, it lost like all of its like uh tension not just sexual tension but just all the whole what made two's um or what made three's company a uh a hit because wasn't it just like uh, just like jack and his wife yeah it's about yeah jack getting married and i i don't know if they had a baby or not but yeah it's just kind of like the the losing the roommate dynamic and still having jack shipper as a as right a, i don't know what to call it, but you know the, the, the main guy uh, yeah you know what and, and i think what they did or not what they did but i think what they hit on perfectly was when um ritter had his uh eight rules show and i i think that's kind of like maybe uh the that would have been great if his name was jack tripper and that actually <laughs> they just did they did it too soon i think All right, what's next? Number three. After number four comes number three, and that is Joey. Oh, that was bad, dude. Yeah. That was uh, with Matt LeBlanc, um, Andrea Daddario, or whatever her name is. What's your name? Drea DeMatteo. There you go. Drea DeMatteo. You know what was weird? Was didn't was it was like a weird dynamic between uh andrea de mateo and joey like they were like uh what his sister no that his sister was it was his sister i thought it was like some weird like uh like like he was his she was his aunt or something like that oh really yeah it was or yeah and it just it was i i didn't like that uh, number one to begin with and then it just wasn't as funny. Um, I think they tried to. I think they got uh, Matthew Perry to come and maybe even uh, Courtney Cox to appear in like an episode or two, but it just wasn't good. It lasted a season, I think, or almost a season. And I I try to try to like it because Joey was my favorite character character of uh, Friends, and it just didn't. It just no, it was bad. Oh no no! I know what it was. I'm sorry. It was his sister, but like, she was like, uh, she had like a 18 year old kid, but that would have made her pregnant like at 15 or 14 or something like that. That's what was weird. Oh, yeah, it was it, like holy shit! Like, a, <laughs> it, you, and if you watch Friends, all of his sisters, none of them had a kid, and they were all you know like at over teenager or over. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, that 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 was the weird part. It, the the if you did the math, like the the uh, um his sister had a kid before she was uh, eighteen. That was for me. That was problematic. That was just it was. I didn't like it. All right, go uh, next. <laughs> Number two, is developing a, a unsightly pattern, or uh, I would try to say trying to force something down the public's throat. Hmm. Number two is the Brady Bride. <laughs> Just too much Brady, man. That's all it is. I know. So, uh, Maureen McCormick, which was uh, Marsha, and Eve mm-hmm. Sloan, which is Jan. Mm-hmm. Marsha and Jan Brady each get married, then Shara has. Wow. I didn't... 
<laughs> I never heard of this one at all. Yeah, I, I wasn't familiar with it at all. It was it was out in eighty one. Mm-hmm. We were just like like I think we were into Dukes of Hazard at the time, I right? I don't even think we were born yet. <laughs> you trying to fucking <laughs> you trying to erase some years of your life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nah, man, we we were just like too into uh, Dukes of Hazard and cartoons. I think it was really like our only like non-cartoon um, watching was Dukes of Hazard and Chips, right? Uh, I could agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Other than those two shows, if it wasn't cartoon, we weren't into it. Exactly. All right. Continue. All right. And the number one worst spin-off series. Joni Lives Fast. <laughs> Is that, I, I never seen an episode at all. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you what, what goes down in that stuff either. Or in that one either. <laughs> I mean, but, we, uh, we watched Happy Days for the reruns. Oh, yeah. Definitely. definitely. But Joni Love Chash... Oh, does get made fun of a lot in uh, in recent times or in shows anyway, sitcoms and stuff, cartoons. Yeah, I think that too. Just that that name Chachi is like a it's like a funny buzzword. You know? <laughs> it is, man. It is. My friends and I used to call any anytime someone would cut off a uh, the sleeves of a shirt, we call it a Chachi, because that's all he ever wore was right. cut off shirts. Yeah. So it's just a funny word, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. That's funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what happened. Now. I mean, obviously they got married, or, or like you know, it was their their happily ever after. But uh, I know you listened to uh, some of Bill Simmons' podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Did, did you listen to the the rewatchables on uh, on uh, Parenthood? Oh, they did Parenthood. Yeah, the the one with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I haven't. Is it? Is that a newer one? Oh, yeah, there was this week. Oh shit, no, I haven't. Oh man, why don't you know? I lost a lot of my my su- subscriptions. Like I had to resubscribe to a few of them, <laughs> including oh, ours. Okay. Like like mine, ours wasn't uh, being updated on my phone, and I'm like, what the hell? Like at least you know, give me a download. <laughs> I try to give us a download. I don't listen to the show because you know I, I record them and I edit them, so I don't listen to them. But I want to give us a download. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I, I got to go back and and resubscribe. Yeah, like uh, I, I'm I'm on a library right now and it's not there. Holy shit! I fucking love that uh, that movie. Yeah, um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is yeah. they get into the magnitude of of how you know Ron Howard as a as a child actor turned director, but just as a, a child actor and, and teen actor on, on how big he is in mm-hmm. uh, in popularity because of, you know, Andy Griffith's popularity. Like, I, I just, I never realized the masses that he touched because, you know, both of those shows were very, very popular for, for their runs. Yeah. And, you know, you have to consider the whole... It was just TV network back then. It was it was cable. So like, you know, one 
one Andy Griffith show, I, I want to say that they equated it to like, you know, a, a Super Bowl because, you know, that was, what else are you going to watch? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back then, there was like, well, well, even back in the 70s, there was only what, like three channels? <laughs> yeah, like three, three major networks and then like, you know, local programming and stuff like that. So, um, and just to be on, on the most popular shows, you know, uh, the majority of your life, it, it just, it, it really put light on that, that, that unique, uh, experience he had you know yeah big time and that's probably why a lot of child actors um that's where where the lies went wrong like if you look at some like the uh case in point um different strokes uh child actors not just them but a lot of them yeah or the cory oh yeah the corys oh those fucking poor bastards man feel so bad for both of them but anyway um, no, I, I, I just as we as you were talking, uh, I sub- resubscribe to the rewatchables because I do want to hear what they say about um, Parenthood because that's a great movie, man. That is such yeah. a good movie. In fact, we should review the, the rewatchables. <laughs> I know they do a lot of stuff. You know, a lot of their things. Yeah. Uh, are you know what I want to say is. I like a lot of their their coverage. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, I, I really like this. Oh yeah, I, I like I like that Van Lathan guy too. I like when he he pops up on uh, on Bill's uh, feed. Yeah, I forgot who did this one with him, but it, it was a good one. Yeah, well, well I just uh, um, came from it's uh, Van Lathan and Chris Ryan. Chris Ryan and Sean Fantasy are his go tos for for movies, and then he'll have like yeah. a a second or third or uh, another person on there. And it's usually like Van Lathan or, or like a director or a producer or um, depending on the topic, he'll have different people like uh, Amanda Dobbins or uh, Mallory Rubin. I know th- th- those two are contributors in other aspects of, of his ringer verse. Yeah. Oh, I like uh, I like Kyle Brandt too. Oh, okay. Yeah. From the Good Morning uh, NFL. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, Schrager's on there too when they do their, their bets. All, All right. right, um, cool man. How's your beard doing? Oh, it's almost, oh, it is gone. Yeah, <laughs> so is I mine. This is a beard show. <laughs> we get off on our tangents. I love the fucking tangents, man. Um, all right, so we're gonna rate these beers on Untapped right now. So, like I said earlier, just uh, search Cold Brew Podcast on your Untapped ass, uh, ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, app as well <laughs> and friend us and we'll friend you back all right today you had i remember this the the guinness open gate right well open gate brewery but it brewery, just, yeah it is guinness chocolate mixed out um chocolate mint there it is. Chocolate mint stout aging Kentucky bourbon barrels. All right. Uh, we have three friends who've rated this. So I'll get to that um, after you rate. After you rate yours. I hate to do it, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> Five. I wouldn't do it. But I got it. No, this is going to be a four. Okay. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. It has an overall rating no, right no, now. 3.86. Yeah. yeah, this was a good one. Okay. This is a good one. It's almost, yeah, like it, as, as you got more used to it, it, it went to just a, 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 sta- a sweet, stouty 
big, uh, you know, big beer. Is it? You think because of the mint? Yeah. Okay. But but and the chocolate, the chocolate notes were nice. I think mm. uh, when I first started, they were a little overshadowed by the mint and the uh, the the barrel aging. Yeah. But as it mellowed, it got to a, a, a sweet, you know, uh, chocolatey stout with you know the mintiness help. Um, kind of like an Andy's candy. There you go. <laughs> nice dark chocolate with some mint. That's beautiful, man. Andy's candy in again. <laughs> you think that would this this beer would be good um, as a beer float? Possibly. Yeah, because it seems like it would, like with a nice little vanilla bean on the backside, might be pretty good. All right, so you're gonna give it a four. What notes would you like to leave this or leave on this beer? Oh, minty, sweet, and strong. Strong. Very nice. All right, save check in once i close all the cards we are going to see our friends who have rated it three friends number one is rachel benkowski she gave it a five uh no notes on it uh kane moyer gave it a 3.75 no notes on that and john wc gave it a 4.10 i still want to know how these fuckers do like point ones uh, they do tenths but he actually left the. I wonder if it's an Android thing. Uh, you know, and our buddy LT said no. He he doesn't have that option on his on his Android. Maybe it's a Google thing. Maybe it's a Pixel thing. Are they on? They're not Android oh. or or iOS, right? Aren't they their own thing? I don't know. Or um, maybe if uh, have you ever tried logging on through through your computer versus the, the mobile app? No, not for not for years, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he he wrote uh, a comment, a couple comments. So he said, "Nice thin mint and bourbon, nothing over the top, but really smooth." So there you go. And so mine is Throne Brewing Trick of the Light. I told you I was going to rate this high. I'm going to give it a four point two five. I think that's pretty uh, pretty high for me. And let me look this up real quick. I, I just I, I just noticed uh, on our feed on our main feed eric stump is uh he's still there man been a while since we had one of of the beers that he has tried but uh, i still appreciate him man because that guy is still uh he's still going strong on untap eric stump for all you guys out there and gals for all you people out there who want to uh toast someone or someone who's active on untapped eric stump e r i c s t u m p f Eric Stump, check him out. Uh, let's see here. So I had by trick. Uh, so I give. It a, I'm gonna give this a four two five. So trick of the light. There it is. Oh, there's a couple trick of the lights. There's one by Bristol Beer Factory, and there's uh, O'Shea's trick of the light by Carlo Brewing Company, and trick of the light by Salamander brewing company but i'm doing i am rating the one by throne brewing company it has an overall rating of 3.76 one of our friends is rate has rated it right now and that is my friend ali who is the beer pour over there she gave it a 5.0 i'm saying she's a little biased but i don't blame her because i give this a 4.25 and i'm gonna say this is a stony and smooth and ah, stony and smooth that's it that's all i'm saying save check in
All right, so moving on. Um, did you do anything else for San Francisco Beer Week? Yeah, unfortunately, I felt a little under the weather. And, uh, oh, man. Yeah. You all right? You don't have the, the vid again? Oh, you, you never yeah, had COVID, never huh? Had oh, okay. You yeah. lucky bastard, man. You're all dodging him. <laughs> Good right, for you, I man. Know. I hope you never get it. Um, yeah. Just like I hope you never get sick, to be honest. <laughs> hope you never get the flu. Hope you never get anything. But I get it. If you're feeling under the weather, just stay home. Just don't give it to anybody else. I uh, went to Strong Beer Fest uh, this weekend. And that was on Saturday, February 19th. That was out in Bell Bank Park in Mesa. That was that was a drive, man. Coming from the West Valley, that was about an hour drive. And oh, geez. Yeah, Bell Bank Bell Bank Park is it's a sports complex. They're just sponsored by Bell Bank. But I think it's called Le- Legacy Sports Complex, and they have like tons of, you name it, um, baseball, softball. I think there's some uh, tennis courts out there. It's just acres of sports um, fields and courts. And so like uh, when we were there, like you could tell there was like baseball going on, like tournaments and stuff like that going on down there. South, I think it was the southeast corner. Um, It was just all grass and it was it was a fun. It was it was a great beer event. Huge. I think all the Arizona breweries, almost all of them are out there, including some non-Arizona breweries. I think Surly was out there. They're from Minnesota, right? Um, Modern Times was out there <laughs> from San Diego. Sierra Nevada, of course. And that was because a lot of the um, distributors out here, a couple of the distributors out here had their own corners, so they were able to showcase the beers that they distribute out here in Arizona. Um, but when it comes to... Arizona beers, of course, I, I made my rounds. I saw uh, Transplant City, Justin and Paul and Randy were there. They were out there pouring. I uh, went to visit my friend Rachel Benkowski. She was out there for Bone House. Um, saw Megan Greenwood. Saw Will from Mad Astro. You know, I, I, I made my rounds. You know, I've made my rounds to all the people that I know that I would consider friends. I tried some of their beers. Um, you know what it was cool is a um, Saddle Mountain. I've talked about them before. They had their clandestine. They've won numerous numerous medals at uh, Great American Beer Fest for their Scotch, Scottish t- style ale. They uh, they had planes. They had bi- they had biplanes that uh, they had four of them that buzzed the uh, the show, and they left the you know the little smoke trails. So that was cool. They did two flyovers, and that was pretty awesome. I I never seen that before. At a beer festival, um, AWF, the Arizona uh, Wrestling Federation, had uh, some matches out there, and they actually had a tournament. They had some. Uh, hold on, I, I wrote down. Uh, I I watched. <laughs> I accidentally hit the the crickets button on the on the show. My bad. I watched the one. They had a bunch of uh, wrestlers out there, and the tournament was for the number one contendership. And I only watched one of these shows. Uh, my my buddy Mario uh, went with me. He was he was my photographer slash driver. Um, I saw um, Rice Saturn versus Cole Wright. So I saw that, and that was cool, man. You know, like there was the one obvious uh, heel and one obvious baby face. You know, when the heel came out, he was yelling at the crowd. When the baby's face came out, you know, he was high fiving everybody and. 
and uh, the heel one. And uh, at the end, of course, he came out. He was celebrating. People were trying to give him high fives because they were they were rooting for him, and he was like blowing them off. <laughs> it was it was perfect, man. They knew what they were doing. Um, you could tell some of the moves were telegraphed and everything, but um, that was fun. But I didn't want to spend my whole beer festival watching the. A wrestling match they also had some cosplayers out there and they did like a wild west showdown where they uh they did you know pistols at 10 paces that whole deal i didn't see any of that but i, I could definitely hear the the caps going on they had dueling pianos at one point and it was a wild festival man it was fun it, i had some really good beer some of my no, mo, more notable beers that i remember because by the end man holy shit, i was uh i was drunk and I started forgetting the beers that I that I started having, but I remember um, TCBC Transplant City Brewing Company had a pineapple cherry graham cracker marshmallow um, sour beer that was fantastic. I think it was called Into the Upside Down or something like that. That was really good. Um, Goldwater had a banana stout that was unbelievable. Um, and those are the only two that I really uh, at Astro, of course, Will had some really good beers. Um, but I had had a, I had them already. So it wasn't anything new to me. Um, yeah, those are the ones that I can remember that. Oh, you know, and Crooked Crooked Tooth Brewing out of Tucson. They had this really good uh, Saison. And that's when I, I was like this fooder um, rested saison that they had was phenomenal i i can't remember the name but that one was really good simple machine had a really good saison too and that's when i realized and that's why i said it earlier i think i'm into saisons now i think that it's my palate has evolved into acquiring because if you would ask me like six months ago and eh, nah, I'm, I'm good like i i appreciate them but yeah eh. but now i'm like I'm, I'm starting to i'm starting to get it i'm starting to get it man so really cool uh beer festival go on to instagram you can see uh my pictures from there i actually took a picture myself um so i really appreciate it um mario coming out and taking pictures of me and all the beer folks that i had met um i you know met the old friends i met a couple new friends and i didn't meet any uh, beer influencers like elena or tara t or i saw paul was there sons of suds but um, I did not see him at the festival because it was big, man. It was really big. It was yeah. really hard to find people there. Oh, I saw my buddy Eddie um, from Hoppy Craftsman and his uh, his co-host uh, Chris. Um, so I saw them real quick. But to even even uh, catch up with Rachel and Eddie, I had to actually like text them. I, I didn't even DM them. I since I have their numbers, I texted them. Hey, where are you guys at? So like that was how I. So there was no way I was running into Elena or or Paul unless I was texting them. But um, I do have a uh, event coming up on Tuesday that we're all going to go to. So I'll be able to see them there and get their input on Strong Beer Fest. See how they like to see if they had a, as good of a time as I. Now, it was really weird coming in because it was like a single dirt road getting in because they recommended we come from the southeast side of the ballpark or the Bell Bank Park. And man it was a sketchy dirt slash rock road uh, we left at 3 30 which was a half hour before the event ceased and man i was i was glad we left early because uh, from what i heard the, the traffic getting out of there was horrendous 
<laughs> so I hope they uh I don't know if they're gonna do it next year at that place. Um really hope they go back to Phoenix, but um yeah the if if you guys go next year, if any of our listeners go next year, leave early. Or I hope you left early this time because man, I, I heard it was really bad getting out. Anyway, all right, man. Anything else you'd like to add to this episode? Hey, real quick, back yeah. to that. Uh, yeah, back to that wrestling match. Uh huh. Yeah. What, what, what was what was the finisher? Oh shit! You know, I I I, I did record it. Hold on. I think it was a, a stunner. Oh okay. Yeah, because there was a there was a bunch of moves. I saw a stunner. I saw um, what else did I see? Uh, was it a rolling DDT? Remember when uh, the honky tonk? Remember the honky tonk used to have like a, a spin oh, in the what, shake right on roll? A shake right, yeah. Well, but what's the name of that move? That that's the the finisher oh. name. Oh, sw- swinging neck breaker. Okay, yeah, there was a swinging neck breaker. Yeah, it was. I tried to send it to you, but it was like five and a half minutes long, and it, it didn't let me send a, a five oh. and a half minute uh, video. Oh, yeah, these guys. Uh, yeah, these guys. The guys could take bumps. Let's put it that way. So yeah, AWF. I uh, and they're having an event at Phoenix Beer Company on March nineteenth, but I'm not going to be in town, so I I won't be able to go to that. Uh, oh well. Um. Anyway. All right. Uh, thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time.